Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are going to review and discuss Dominicana by Angie Cruz. If you've never listened to our review episodes before, we keep things spoiler free for this first episode. And that way you can listen to it if it's on your TBR, if you've never even heard of it. You don't have to worry about us spoiling anything in this episode. Um, But once you have read the book, we also do a second review episode that is all bets off. We talk about the plot. We talk about the characters. We talk about everything and don't hold anything back. So we hope that you tune in for our spoiler discussion in the episode immediately following this once you've read the book. So Dominicana is a backlist title for both of us. It has been one of those books that has been on our shelves for way too long. So when we were doing our historical fiction series, um, I think we both were like, well, this is absolutely perfect to get us to finally read it. And as the case is, I feel like with so many of the books that I ended up reading surrounding historical fiction, I'm just like, why did I wait so long to read this? Like how? And it is, I mean, it is a heavier book. Um, We're going to give a synopsis in just a moment. So I guess it makes sense that I haven't been reaching for it in 2020. But since it was such a like, it's a very quick read because of the way that it the way that it's written, it makes you not want to put it down. Yeah, I completely agree. And I always feel that way about historical fiction novels, where I I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this. But then once I open it and pick it up and start it, I just become so engrossed in the book. And Dominicana was no exception to that. And I didn't know if I could handle a book like this at this time. And I'm really glad that I did because I think it was beautiful. And there's just so much to talk about with it. And you can really, you know, get immersed in the story. I read it in like less than 24 hours, which is very fast for me. Yeah, it's just about 300 pages. So if you, it's for what is inside of it, it's very digestible because of the length, I think. But if you haven't read Dominicana, Dominicana is the story of 15-year-old Anna who never dreamed of leaving her home in the Dominican Republic. But when an older man named Juan proposes to her, her family uh, seeks opportunity in the United States. And so she immigrates to the United States, to New York City, and it is the story of how she sort of adjusts to this life that she never dreamed of and being so young, Um, and it takes place in the 1960s. And it's a lot, you know, there's a lot about her growth as a character, as a person, as an immigrant, and just in life and in love and in dedication to her family and what family means. Definitely. Um, All right. (laughs) Well, let's get into it then. I feel like the thing that I want to start with is just talking about, I had the audio book and I had the physical book, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a minute or you know me on Instagram or whatever, you know that that is not a novel situation, pun intended. Um, (laughs) I do that all the time. I always listen and read along. Um, I actually saw something, someone posted like, reading habits by Enneagram type and it was like oh I think it was Sarah at Bookish and Black posted oh no it was by your sign like bookish bookish like things that you do or how you read by your horoscope sign and 
whatever Capricorn was, was not me. But Taurus was reads and listens to the book at the same time. And I was like, okay, guess I'm a Taurus now. Do you? Oh, well, we're, I think we have the same rising sign and all of that because our birthdays are two days apart. I was gonna say like, oh, like maybe you have a rising sign that's a Taurus or something. But I don't think that's possible. Unless all of that stuff may come down to time. I, I don't even know. I, I'm not an expert on astrology at I have all. no idea. Um, I like to call what you do surround sound reading. Um, oh, I like that. I've been doing that with the Throne of Glass series, um, listening to it on audio and reading the physical copy, typically at the same time because yeah. those books yeah. are chunkers towards the end and obviously with like fantasy there's so much going on and I feel like with so the audio for Dominicana is available on Scribd I feel like with a book like Dominicana that goes so in depth into a culture that neither of us hail from I think that the audiobook creates a, a different sense of authenticity yeah and I also what I was gonna say is I thought that it was really, really helpful for me to get to hear Anna's voice or a, a, like a, in, in a way that was not how I would project her voice to be, you know? Like it, mm-hmm. it felt, it made the experience a lot more engulfed in the story. And I think that that is true most times when I do this approach, which I love to do. I, I highly recommend it. And if you have a subscription like Scribd where you don't have to pay per credit, it's really beneficial or if you use like your get audiobooks from your library um through Libby or or whatever I think that that's another really great way I just it to me it makes the reading experience all that much more special um Mm -hmm. and but for this book I would highly suggest if you're going to do because I think the audio has tremendous value for the reasons that Phoebe and I just said but then also I think that reading the physical book has tremendous value because it is um, the format is so unique and so special. I think together the two things are really powerful. It kind of reminds me of um, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds mm, mm-hmm. because Jason Reynolds narrates that audiobook and the story itself is told in verse. And reading both together is just – it's like spoken word. Like it's just – so flawlessly delivered that way and I feel like you get the most out of the story that way um and so reading Dominicana on the one hand if you're listening to it you're getting the story you're you're able to follow along about who's speaking and when they're speaking but you miss some of the magic of the actual prose where on the written page Angie Cruz's you Angie Cruz uses negative space and um at one point she uses when she's there's a letter in in the book and it is stained with tears and so she uses gray font as opposed to black font to kind of mimic that and I just there's just like little moments of that throughout the story that I thought were incredibly powerful that if you were only listening to the audiobook you wouldn't get but then if you were only reading the physical book you would miss some of these like the expressions and the um the the like little extra bits that you get when you listen to a book yeah it's almost like it's illustrated it's not Mm -hmm. actually and literally there there are no pictures on the page of this book um but it's she it's almost like she treated it like its own work of art 
Um, And it's very poetic. It's written in almost like vignette style. And there's no quotation marks for the dialogue, which I think it's it's not the first time I've read a book that didn't have quotation marks for dialogue. But it definitely, I think, served... um, it served Anna's story because Anna comes to New York City not speaking English. And the way that you are reading her words, like you are processing her thoughts along with her. And she doesn't always know what people are saying. And there's very little translation, even when Spanish is sprinkled in, which I think adds to the authenticity of how Anna was feeling Like, she's 15 years old when she is sent away from her home with so much responsibility on her back. Um, Mm -hmm. Her parents expect her to encourage her husband to send money home to them, encourage her to send clothes and basic hygiene products like toothpaste and deodorant home um, and continue to send, like, they're like, this is your duty. You have to encourage your husband to work hard and that you need a job. They... I did like that her parents were like, you need to get in school and you need to get a job. Um, they are just trying to keep their family together. And cause there's yeah. a, there's a war going on in the Dominican Republic at this point. She has younger brothers and there's just so much responsibility on Anna's shoulders and mm-hmm. she doesn't really waver. Like that's like one thing I really noticed about her is that she, is pretty steadfast in what she knows is expected of her, even though yeah, she's terrified. Yeah, it, it's, it's like this thread of knowing that everything that she's doing is for her family and the weight of her family's future is on her shoulders. This little 15-year-old girl who has had already such a such tremendous life experience she's then travels to another country and is forced into a way of life that's very different from what she's accustomed to and all the while she knows that every move that she makes in america will directly impact her her family back in the dominican and it's just so you can just feel the weight that Anna holds on her shoulders throughout this book. And I think that the lack of quotation marks, I think the lack of chapter headings, all of that really propels that forward because it's like Anna feels like this is a sprint and a Mm -hmm. marathon all at the same time where she can't stop for a moment, but she knows that this is the long haul. Like this is nothing's going to change. Like she, she has expectations that she has to fulfill and they're working towards this goal of having her whole family be able to emigrate to the U S. Yeah. I definitely feel like the, how, when she arrives at the apartment for the first time, she takes in that only men have been living there. And it's a very, um, she covers all your senses uh, mm-hmm. in that moment, what it looks like, what it smells like, what the air feels like. And there's this heaviness, but she gets right to work. And that was something that I could really relate to. Like when I am, I don't like change when I am experiencing change or something that is really overwhelming for me, I fall into the habits that I know the most. And Anna knows how to cook. She knew she just sort of did what she saw her mother do. And what she would expect a a wife to do in the home. And she gets to work right away. 
cleaning and making food for when Juan, her husband, returns home. And that was something that, like, I don't think I, at 15, would have had the foresight to just be like, all right, I am going to do what is familiar in an unfamiliar place. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, that scene really, I mean, we'll talk more about it in the spoiler episode, obviously, uh, but it, it's just an example of how sensory Cruz's writing is. Um, yeah, absolutely. She fits so much into 300 pages. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned that Angie Cruz has a great appreciation for art. And I think mm-hmm. that that kind of comes through really well in this book. I just thought it was a masterpiece. I, I will forever um, rate books that are able to accomplish and say so much in – like not a lot of pages the highest like the nickel boys uh, this book like anything that's under 350 pages that's able to accomplish what dominicana is able to accomplish is you know worthy of all the praise that it's getting um and another really important thing to keep in mind when reading this book is it's set in the 1960s and it's um it very much is an immigrant experience for Anna being from the Dominican Republic and she's in New York City and her apartment is across the street from the Audubon Ballroom where Malcolm X was assassinated and his assassination occurs during the the course of this novel and it is really powerful to hear Anna's story told against that backdrop because Mm -hmm. Anna herself is not black. And so it's distinct from the black experience in America at that time, but it very much is central to the story, how Anna processed everything, how she she's able to um, – and again, I think we'll talk about this more in the spoiler review episodes as to like the substance of what goes on in her life during this time. But there are several times in the page where um, Angie Cruz reminds us that – when Anna feels joy in the situation, that joy is still sombered by the facts of what else is going around New York City at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, when she find like when she feels happiness, she's reminded, "Wow, I can't believe two weeks ago a man was murdered right across the street." Um, yeah. And it's just so powerful and so visceral the way that that is conveyed. Yeah, and something that I, I mean, obviously we know I have a deep appreciation and love of New York City and something that you really see in this novel is the the division of neighborhoods in New York City especially uptown um obviously now we know that we have Chinatown and Little Italy and Spanish Harlem and those are all things that we use pretty casually but because at the time that's the way that that people lived with their people and you really get the you get a picture of that division in a way that is very raw um and it's like those things that like I think we now we look at New York City and it's like obviously in any big city there are um there's more people so there's obviously more opportunity for danger but uh now I don't think people really realize uh how those stereotypes have like continued to exist and uh like the the names of streets that she was throwing out like 
Um, then now there is a Malcolm X Boulevard actually, um, uptown. Um, but they're like Edgecombe and Broadway and all this. I'm like, those are streets that like I've walked before. And, um, like I think when in the scene where, oh, I don't know if this is spoiler or not. I should stop. (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll rein that in, um, to talk about in the spoiler episode, but there's just like, this is very, uh, the book feels very play-like to me in a way because it is a, a slice of life. Um, we don't really, like, at each little vignette, chapter, however you want to categorize it, is, like, it's a peek into different, like, we're following on a story, but we get peeks into other moments of history for other people that were incredibly yeah. profound. And, um, like there's a speech, um, like she watches Jackie Kennedy give a speech after, um, like, and they talk about, you know, the handsome American president was killed. And, uh, now that we obviously know that Lyndon Johnson is president at this point. And so you just get so many pieces of history. And that's something I love about historical fiction is that like, because we know more than the characters at that point. Mm-hmm. So when you get those pieces, other pieces of history, you're like, oh, like I, I know about that, but the character does not realize the significance that that moment is going to have for the rest of eternity. Right, right, absolutely. And I think, I mean, we talk about we talked about this in the the intro episode um, that the basic tenet of a historical fiction novel is that the setting matters, and here that setting very much is not just New York City, but New York City in the 1960s and it just kind of permeates the page it permeates Anna's experience and it is I just I thought it was really beautiful and raw like you said and um you're getting this immigrant experience that I think is incredibly important for you know everyone to read especially people like Phoebe and I like white women I think that we need to be able to read these stories and um whether it be fiction or nonfiction, and just remind ourselves of the vastly different and unique and beautiful stories of the of the other women that exist in this country and how they persevered Anna is a great testament of of the immigrant experience and and it's not all perfect and yeah and it, there's no Angie Cruz, while she tells a beautiful story, it she doesn't, you, we're not reading this through rose-colored glasses. This is very much real and raw and, and triggering at times. And the other thing, Phoebe, you were mentioning like how we kind of get like other um, components of history throughout the book. We also get some different perspectives. It's not while it's on a story, there are these little moments where we hear Juan's perspective or Mm -hmm. like letters from another character or or whatever so that's another thing that I thought was really great is because Angie Cruz is able to weave in history and Anna's story and the stories of the people Anna is around her and it almost creates like this like I don't know web Mm -hmm. of a story versus just a linear story I think that's a really great way to describe it because Obviously, we know that Juan, her husband, is twice her age. That's not a spoiler. Um, and that is, or even more than twice her age. I think he's, he's thirty-one. 30, okay, so just about yeah. twice her age. And 
you know, we kind of like immediately want to like label him the villain of the story. Um, but he, we get to see a peek of how he came to the United mm-hmm. States in the first place, all his brothers, the, and you know, the, and the, um, I think that something especially that we see with Anna's family is that none of them are ungrateful for what she does. I think that they just have a, they're not falling down at her feet with praise because they realize the necessity of it. And, um, I know we're, we're throwing around words like raw and powerful and special. And this book is based off of the author's own mother's experience. I'm sure it's not a hundred percent what, what her mother went through. Um, but her mother says like she's, um, Angie Cruz writes in her acknowledgments that she told her mom in 2005 that she wanted to write a book about her life and about her experience. And her mother said, but it's so ordinary and I think like Ashley was saying that us as white women reading this book, we're like, wow, this is really important for us to read. But then for so many, so many women who emigrate to the United States in search of whatever they're in search of, um, it's the sense of this is what I have to do kind of permeates as opposed to like, and obviously we never know the outcome. Like, you know, she was doing what was expected of her and mm-hmm. she doesn't fight it. And it is so like, it's very easy as a reader to be like, oh my gosh, like this little girl, like, I can't believe that this is what she's going through. Yeah. But then when we just look back, I mean, it, I think in 2020, it's very easy to take that stance when there are so many other points in history where things are really, really difficult in so many parts of the world and you know people they step up because that is what that's what they have to do and yeah it's not seen as in i and i can attest to this from friends i've talked to that have that are immigrants and other um situations in which it feels novel when you're reading it like it feels like this is a unique situation and then you talk to other people who have shared experiences and you're like no this is very common um i've i've experienced that in a variety of different contexts where you feel like you read one story and it feels so um it feels so special and it is in a lot of ways but there are echoes of that truth in that same pattern in that same story for so many other people and so the more we open ourselves up to reading stories like this, the more we see the commonalities amongst all of us and the more that we're able to appreciate how hard um, other people's lives have been and how hard they've fought to come to this country and how far they've fought for their lives. Well, and we get to see this beautiful character arc in Anna that we'll talk more about in the spoiler episode, which I'm really excited about because I really, um, like, being with Anna um, in this book was really really special um and she has this great um this great journey of self-confidence i think Mm -hmm. um when she finally finds herself in the united states but as we mentioned this book does contain um some trigger warnings that we want to make sure you are prepared for um there is domestic abuse uh some blood death loss of a sibling um and then we've obviously mentioned that uh Juan, Anna's husband, is older than her, 
And um, so there's there's some marital rape um, then obviously the issues of immigration, racism and colorism. Mm-hmm. And in addition to hearing, you know, Phoebe and I talk about this book, we're thankful that you've listened to Read It or, Li- Read it or List It. We're thankful that you're here and you're listening to this review and that perhaps this may make you want to pick up this book. However, there are like some really great reviews on Instagram um, from some voices that are that we really value. So um, check out the reviews from, I'm going to list a bunch of handle names. These will also be in the description of the episode. And um, they'll be link- I'll link them on um, the website as well. Perfect. And okay, so um, check out the reviews of The Need to Read, All That Allie Reads, Allegedly Mari, Books and Margs, Trish Reads, Bucket Queen, and Lupita Reads, among so many others. If you search the hashtag Dominicana Book or Angie Cruz, you'll see a variety of them. Um, these are just some of our favorites that we have seen. Yes, highly recommend checking those out. So if you enjoyed today's episode and you have already read Dominicana, tune into our spoiler discussion where we are going to hold nothing back because we have a lot to discuss about this book. Mm-hmm. And make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to read it or list it so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week to wrap up our History Huh series. So stop by today's Instagram post at Pod with your thoughts on today's episode. And you can also find our individual reviews of Dominicana on our websites, readandwrite.com and shelflovebookblog.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at readandwrite and at underscore shelflove underscore to find out how you can be a part of Read It or List It. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.